Hey everyone, welcome to Screaming Room, a podcast from Inc. 19. I'm Gregory Schaefer, your parasitic host. Screaming Room features reviews and reflections on terror films, and we have a good one for you on this episode. It's Saint Maud. Saint Maud was released by A24 last year by writer-director Rose Glass, and our very own Phil Bailey and Josh Martin are gonna dive in and break it down for you. Follow us online at Inc19.com, where you will get updates on this show, other podcasts, plus reviews of new music, films, concerts, literature, and other cultural drips and drops. We are all over social media too. Look for Inc19 and Inc19MAG, as in magazine. Are you ready for the show? Here's Phil Bailey and Josh Martin with Screaming Room at Inc. 19. So, Phil, uh, this week we uh, we watched the new uh, horror film, St. Maud, um, from uh, first-time filmmaker Rose Glass. Uh, really, really interesting voice in the horror community, I think. Um, what were your uh, initial thoughts on this? Oh, I, it's one of those movies, it wasn't anything what I thought it was going to be, and I think I liked it more for that. The trailers and the little bit I read about it made it feel like it was going to be some sort of, uh, like a cloistered nun, oppressive uh, rule on young girls kind of uh, thing, and it wasn't. It was a really personal vision of one woman's religious journey and descent into madness at fits very well with the A24 vibe and yeah, it was terrific. Yeah. I felt the same way where I went into it expecting something very, very different. And um, while it still was incredibly creepy for uh, and it, for its actually I think it works so well too because of its short, shorter running time it it hovers right around eighty minutes, um, but it again it was like you said it was a much more personal story much smaller and there was a bit of ambiguity to the supernatural element. It's about a young woman, uh, coming to ter or rather not coming to terms <laughs> with uh just how oppressive uh being a woman is in a lot of ways. And um, she finds an outlet through pretty fanatical uh, religion, uh, Christianity, um, which also I kind of I felt was really interesting, especially because my personal background growing up in the church, um, this level of evangelical uh, Christianity, where she kind of operates in her own sect. She just uh, I, I couldn't pinpoint what it was supposed to be exactly, and I think that was intentional. Even got I just want to see you loosen up. I've got more important things on my mind. <laughs> There's my little saint. Maud, he isn't real. <laughs> Nothing worthwhile comes easily. No, it was her, the religion was very much Maudism. I mean, it was her own thing. And the isolation, everything she, her whole life after the very beginning, it was so isolated. She had no other voices except the voices in her head to guide her. And mm -hmm. that's what really led to her fanaticism was that she had no context for this. She just had this religious yeah. epiphany and 
went with it with no guidance. Yeah, no spiritual guidance whatsoever. <laughs> um, it uh, it reminded me in a lot of ways. It had some elements of it that, uh, if you like this movie, I think that um, Alice, Sweet Alice, came to mind, and um, the uh, wildly underappreciated, in my opinion, uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Not so much that the content or form of either of those was exactly what this was, but just interesting takes on the uh, religious horror, uh, religious horror drama, which is really what it was. So, well, if, uh, if you like those those movies, but or if you like, like St. Maude, I would suggest going and uh, finding those those titles. And all of those movies, that they're also interesting that they're about personal religious experiences, particularly uh, women's personal religious experiences, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how they're molded by belief or abused by belief sometimes yeah at the same yeah time. in most cases abused by it right yeah. uh even to the point where it becomes self-inflicted um there's a, a especially cringeworthy moment in saint Maud, which i'm not giving away because it's in the trailer but the uh the tax uh that she threw the the car the illustration of uh, Mary that she puts the thumbtacks through and puts it in her shoes uh, just kind of make made me want to die personally <laughs> it was uh, pretty heavy yeah and then and then proceeds to go walk the, the yeah then take, take a stroll right yeah <laughs> yeah pretty pretty uh cringy um, it's great the the during the running time of the film I didn't even notice how how uneasy I was while watching it the the sl the slow burn nature to uh to it the paranoia in the film is really remarkable so the last 10 minutes when it finally goes off the rails uh almost in a ariaster you know hereditary or uh um midsummer sort of way where when it finally hits this climax it is just bonkers and pretty terrifying in my opinion it is and but on rewatch, I found there, there's a lot of satirical humor in it. I mean, it is mm -hmm. it is taking some shots, and it's even more uncomfortable because you're not exactly sure what you're supposed to feel. If, if it's revulsion <laughs> yeah. or humor or both, it's very dark. And the, the end, which we can't really go into but the shocking end no that i know had audiences gasping i think certain audiences i think like a midnight movie crowd might also laugh at the end and not necessarily be, be wrong right especially given the last maybe 12 frames so actually if you do go see this uh don't don't turn away <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the horror that happens on screen because the last easily it could be you know as little as 12 frames maybe uh have this reveal that's uh that like you said it is it's darkly funny in a, in a strange way you are listening to screaming room a podcast from ink 19 today phil bailey and josh martin discuss saint maude the terror film by writer-director Rose Glass. If you are enjoying this, we have more content for you. Check out our website at ink19.com online, and we are also all over social media, like the filthy little virus it is. Just look for Ink19 Mag, that's M-A-G as in magazine. Got it? 
Inc19.com and Inc19mag. I don't know about you, but I cannot wait to see this film. So let's get back to the show and hear more from Phil Bailey and Josh Martin as they discuss A24's release, Saint Maud, by writer-director Rose Glass. It's Screaming Room from Inc19. It's a frustrating movie because it is a horror movie. It was marketed as a horror movie. And where, of course, uh, let's get that no one cares about the award season. But if this wasn't marketed as a horror movie, it was marketed as a, you know, art film, for lack of a better term. I think some of the performance, I think the lead performance in this could definitely have gotten some award buzz. I think it the film did get like a BAFTA nomination for best new film or best British film. But right. You know, you make twelve um, films I, a year, so you're gonna get something nominated. You know, you think also this this was kind of a victim of uh, the pandemic in a huge way as well. Because this was to come out a year ago in early twenty twenty. And uh A twenty four luckily they did get behind it and say that this deserved a theatrical release and they held off on it and didn't just put it video on demand right away. But I think that that ultimately hurt it too when it comes to that kind of, um, you know, bullshit recognition or whatever, <laughs> you know, um, the awards are, but they, they, they benefit films, you know, I mean, without that buzz would Nomadland right now be, I mean, that's an excellent film, but I'd be wondering if my grandmother would be talking about that movie if it weren't for the fact that it's gotten so much, uh, award, um, buzz surrounding it. And now the nomination for best picture for the oscars so uh, i think that 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 could have benefited the film in a lot of ways from a marketing standpoint but hopefully it will find its audience down the road um it did okay you know the 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 special box office numbers weren't bad but they weren't they weren't blowing anybody away so i'm hoping that this is a film that's really going to find its audience on video within the next few years this is life and death on another level if I'm getting it all wrong. All the good girls go to hell. Yeah, I remember reading about this film. I actually went back to look in September of 2019. It, reviews mm-hmm. were coming out of festivals that far back. So, yeah, it, it, it was an anticipated movie for a long time. Definitely with no real theatrical push heard it the the worry is that streaming gets so about what is brand new like this uh, last yeah. five minutes and if it isn't that then no one bothers to click past the new assignment this is yeah, definitely one to seek out it's 83 minutes it is not you know a 17 hour miniseries you can watch it <laughs> yeah before bad you have time for Zack snyder's cut of justice league first of all fuck off but right. then secondly yeah. go see go watch saint maud instead <laughs> well, you, could, uh, you, you could so you could watch saint maud alice sweet alice and the exorcism of Emily rose <laughs> and still have time to eat before justice league is done <laughs> so we talked about, we mentioned Alice Sweet Alice, we mentioned Emily Rose. Are there any other horror, religious, female-centered kind of 
movies that are out there on streaming, and someone wanted to pair this up, make a double feature or something out of it. Um, I'm going to jump in. Think off of just going to come by head. One of my always love to go to is The Sentinel. 1977, not mm. the Michael Douglas action movie. Right. But it's uh, got Burgess Meredith. He plays, well, I can't, I won't give that away. It is absolute Catholic paranoia, horror, supernatural. Mm. Jeff Goldblum plays a creepy fashion photographer. It's gold. The Sentinel. The most frightening motion picture experience of your life. And the most revealing. Turn around. Look behind you. Be one with us. There is evil everywhere. And the Sentinel is the only hope. Uh, Ken Russell's The Devils, I think, would be something that would kind of fall into that camp as well. Um, dark take on a, you know, on religious horror, but there's kind of an oddness to it if you're, if you're ever uh, familiar with any Ken Russell, uh, you know, certainly Altered States and Crimes of Passion, uh, some pretty, uh, pretty upsetting movies. So that, that I think would definitely fall into that camp. Yes, and it is versifully on streaming again. It's on Shudder. And yeah. it's pretty female-centric. Yes. I think Vanessa Rudgery fans might disagree that it's not terribly female-centric. Being the whole thing takes place in a convent. The Devils is not a film for everyone. Vanessa Redgrave, Oliver Reed, in Ken Russell's film of The Devils. And I think also a newer one that um, got a little bit of play, but um, isn't as heavy in the in religion. But uh, is the Lodge? Um, oh yes, came out in 2019. There is su- it's such a good film from uh, the I believe their husband and wife, right, who made uh, uh, Good Night, Mommy, right, Belgian uh, filmmakers. You okay? I don't want to leave you here with the kids if you're not feeling up to it. Uh, I'm feeling fine. It was my idea, and it's a couple days. I can do a couple days. Okay, guys, I'm off. Have fun. What is that? That's crazy. Opens with an incredibly upsetting uh, surprise. Like, you just don't see that coming. And actually, an issue I took with Mo- with uh, Goodnight Mommy was that the Lodge actually commits to the end. Um, it's a very, very upsetting film while you're watching it, it's again another slow burn thriller, but it committed, I feel like. The they they didn't they didn't um cop out in the last five minutes like a lot of movies tend to uh in the genre. Actually you've hit it. That is the Lodge is a great companion piece to Saint mm-hmm. Maud because it is all about kind of a personal twisted religious journey. The uh isolation yeah, and not, you're right alongside the 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 female lead in, in the lodge, where you don't know if she's crazy. She doesn't know if she's crazy or what she's you know. The entire time, it, it works so well. It was one of my favorite movies of 2019, actually, yeah. especially genre related. Oh, same here. And also, it gets really darkly funny on rewatch. I know it does. I watched it a second time. Um, which I didn't feel like that at all when I saw it in the theater no, the first time. It was, there was white I didn't knuckle. feel the humor at all. 
Yeah. <laughs> and watching it again when you know what's happening. The ending, instead of being shocking, is so fun. Phil Bailey and Josh Martin from Screaming Room at Inc. 19, discussing the film St. Maud by writer-director Rose Glass. I gotta be honest with you, I'm not really a big fan of the terror genre, but I love a good movie, and who doesn't love religious fanaticism? This film sounds dope. I checked out the trailer, and it is pretty freaky. I also really liked all those sound bites that they played from those old 70s flicks, um, The Sentinel and The Devils. <laughs> Don't forget that there's more content waiting for you at Inc19.com, where we have album, concert, print, and film reviews. Hell, it's a whole cultural cornucopia down there. Today's episode of Screaming Room was produced by Julio Diaz, Frank Dreyer, Patrick Green, Ian Koss, Rose Petralia, and me, Gregory Schaefer. Our theme music was composed by Avi Bortnick. Check him out online at avibortnick.com. Big thanks to Phil Bailey and Josh Martin from Inc. 19 for rocking it out for us. We are online and on social media at inc19.com and inc19mag. That's M-A-G. Magazine. Got it? We have more episodes in the pipeline, so look out. Once again, I'm Gregory Schaefer, and this has been Screaming Room from your friends and family at Inc. 19. 